Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Father, we praise your name. Father, thank you. I just want to say a personal word of thank you to you, Father, because um, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. I'm seeing progress in myself. And if I see a little bit of progress in myself, even though it's just teeny-weeny little baby steps, I want to be able to share that as a testimony. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to be successful, Father. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, that I'm not going to dork up or, you know, get depressed or bummed out or whatever again in the future. But... I just wanted to say, praise your name. Thank you, Jesus, for the progress that I have been blessed with. Um, And I pray in Jesus' name that others uh, are also able to... learn and and experience uh, progress in their walks, uh, even in the midst of, their, of, the, of the plethora of challenges that many of us are facing. Um, Father, I don't know what happened to what, what you did, or I don't understand the dynamics, but something triggered in my head after the hurricane, and then something triggered in my head after the other night when I got sick and wasn't feeling very well. And a combination of that just, you know, had an effect on me that was very positive. I don't understand it, but I want to praise you for it in front of everybody. Father, I also pray for those who are struggling in the name of Jesus. I pray that everybody who's listening to this program, whether it's live or recorded, in the name of Jesus, we lift up every one of our fellow brothers and sisters who are struggling. And and I know that I've got, I'm sure I have something else queued up. I believe it with all of my heart. I believe I believe that there is something else real ugly, something I'm not going to like, something I'm going to hate with all of my might that I'm going to have to go through. Maybe Rocky Balboa's boxing ring. I don't know. But, Father, I don't think the testing and the refiner's fire is over yet. 
I certainly don't, uh, you know, uh, in my heart, I just don't feel I'm ready to be able to deal with some of the things that we might have to deal with, but I don't know because I can't see the future, but I want to praise you. I want to praise you, and I want to praise you, Jesus. I want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to continue to be, um, you know, to maybe even, even to some small extent, touch people's lives, encourage them as much as I know how to, because it's so utterly utterly discouraging for those of us who are not numb and um you know there are some brothers and sisters of ours that can go 10 15 years expecting the rapture to be the next day and then there's a whole bunch of us father that we just we just don't have the constitution for that we need to have the facts we need to understand what's going on we need to understand where are we in the bible we need to have at least some semblance of understanding of where we are in the biblical end times timeline and i just want to thank you, Father, for helping us to be able to see through the constant, um, you know, emergency rapture any second now, folks that we followed and, uh, you know, and, and joined in with in the first several years of the program. And I thank you, you know, for those who want to continue to believe that, who who are, you know, wherever they are in their walk, and they and I see them, I see them on Facebook, I see them everywhere, uh, you know, even though I avoid those places. But Father, I just wanted to say a special word of prayer for those who cannot handle the constant um, rapture bubble information. And praise you, Father, for helping us to be able to to anchor ourselves in uh, you know the I think the word truth is is overused. Too many people use the word truth. They call themselves truthers, and they have no idea what they're talking about. Father, you know that we know that, and we just praise you, Father, for what you have shown us in your holy Bible. Because if it wasn't for your holy Bible and an understanding that you have been so kind to give us, so merciful, so full of long suffering, so I can't believe how merciful you've been father to me and i am i i make the apostle paul with the exception of committing murder of christians i make the apostle paul look like his worst times on earth were were uh, very saint-like i think but anyway i just want to thank you father i want to pray in the name of jesus and hope that everybody joins me for anybody who's a regular listener of this program anyone who is going to continuing to go through trials and tribulations i know some people are i'm very close to you know i get communication sometimes on a daily basis from a number of them Father, I pray that you will continue to do a work in their lives and bring them to a place where uh, maybe to the place where I'm at right at this moment. Don't expect to be here long, but right at this moment where I have an unexplainable peace with disaster and catastrophe, and I'm okay with it. I just don't care anymore. I don't mean that I, I don't care. I, you know I love you, Father. You know I care about every single listener of this program, and that's why I do this program. But I just, you know, if the, if the house burns down tonight, I, at this point, I've just been beaten down so many times, I just really don't care. <laughs> and I just thank you, Father God, for everything that I've been through. I, knew, I know that part of um, our walk is absolute and utter surrender. No expectation of anything but just clothes and food. Uh, that's what Jesus promised us we have. And, and you know, while we would like to continue to be in, in a state of uh, comfort, we have to recognize that, you know, I would, I would submit millions of our fellow brothers and sisters across all 195 major countries, 234 countries and island nation uh, countries 
Um, Father, that there are many that are suffering in absolutely unspeakably horrible ways. There are people that are in prison. There are rats eating the flesh off of their legs. Some of them are, are having body parts cut off uh, in, in, in various places like Nepal, uh, where missionaries are, are being horribly treated. Uh, I don't even want to get into the horrible, utterly horrible, unspeakable persecution that happens to the Christians in the underground church in North, North uh, Korea. And, we, and Father, all we can say is how amazing is it that they would take the time in their circumstances and under the persecution that they're in to pray for the American Christians, knowing that we, in our incredible luxuries and incredible comfort, the vast majority of Christianity, or if you will, churchianity, has fallen complacent and has very little chance of making it at all in, into heaven, uh, let alone... Um, you know, it's just it's just an awful situation, and I praise God. Father, I thank you for all of the people that are going through horrible times, whether they're living in Africa, whether they're living in North Korea, whether they're living in China, wherever they are, our fellow brothers and sisters in Pakistan, wherever they are across this world, Father, I lift them up and I pray. And I also pray, Father, and lift up our fellow brothers and sisters that exist, are, that, are, that are in Europe, because they are burdened by a history of the Roman Catholic um, uh you know, church uh, that has uh, mis mistrained them, uh, confused them. Uh, you know, which and then of course you have the Church of England, which is essentially an offshoot of that. And Father, we just want to lift up all of them because you, you, we know that you're touching people's lives, you're awakening people, and we pray that you will your your, your hand of righteousness, your the the presence of the Holy Spirit will just move across this entire world and find those find those uh, similar to the ones that Jesus was looking for when. And Lord, you were yelling across the hillside, across the multitudes, if you can't eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you should not follow after me. Father, we need those people. We need you to, we pray in Jesus' name that the, that the presence of the Holy Spirit will hover over this entire dark planet right now, and, and it will just find those people that have those good hearts, those that were called out in the uh, in, in uh, Revelation 2 and 3 with the, with the report card of the ch seven churches, uh, where you were able to find Lord Jesus uh, some who had not, uh, you know, uh, defiled their garments uh, in, ver in, 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 in almost essentially every one of them to some degree, uh, and particularly if they repented. And Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you will touch them, lift them up, awaken them, help them to see the shelves that are empty, help them to understand that the things that are happening in their, uh, you know, in their countries are not normal. Help them to awaken, Father God, that look for those who have the good hearts and anoint them, Father, with your presence. Come upon them in dreams and visions and help them to be able to see where we are in the end times. Awaken them so that we have a greater remnant bride than has ever existed since, uh, that, that was that's larger, Father God, than you and Jesus had even planned since before there was time. We pray in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Father God, forever and ever. Amen.
Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we just need bashed on the head real hard, and I definitely did. Now, I'm not saying I have arrived. I haven't. I definitely haven't. Um, But at the moment, I'm in a good place, and I praise God for that. I think the, uh, I don't know, plethora, we'll just call them the the abundance of many miracles that occurred over the uh, 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 hurricane event. Um, that I pray in Jesus' name blesses others because there is nothing that we are not part of the body of Christ. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. Um, the mistake that, that and again, I, I repeat myself on purpose, the mistake that, that many Christians make, including myself sometimes, is we hear somebody else with a wonderful testimony and we think, oh, that's just for them. Okay, and then we're like, wow, what did they do? And I kind of wish that would happen to me, and I wish I could meet Jesus and all this other blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But that, that is an error. Okay, again, uh, it says in the, in the book of Galatians, and I do paraphrase, it says, uh, there is neither man nor woman, Jew or Gentile, and we are all one in the body of Christ. Now, right there, when you combine that with Ephesians 2, 9, 10, and 11, right there, where it says, I've broken down the middle wall of separation and made two in the one Jew and Gentile. You combine that with the man and woman, you know, which kind of expands on that in Galatians. And uh, and then, uh, wow, uh, you know, at that point, when you're spiritually discerning your scripture, you're able to go back into the Old Testament. Because let me tell you something, I've been doing a lot of that lately, spent a lot of time in Isaiah recently, and it's amazing. I mean, what what you start to see, once you have a very, very, let's call it a supremely strong, memorized understanding of the New Testament, where you've read it probably about two, three dozen times, and you're starting to see an amazing spiritual, harmonious uh, interconnects between scriptures across just the New Testament, and then you go back and start looking at some of the prophetic words, like, you know, you like I was reading Isaiah, and I was thinking to myself as I was reading it, how much? of the latter books in the books uh, in, in Isaiah that does the, the vast majority of churchianity make the mistake of assuming uh, it are things that are going to be happening on earth when in reality if you really know your New Testament super duper well and you and you've you know gotten to the place where you're spiritually discerning your scripture you will realize that um, once you hit about Isaiah 60 and you or even Isaiah 58 59 and, and 60 and you start going forward from there a lot of 
of that is really talking about our time in heaven. A lot of that is probably talking about our time in the millennial kingdom. A lot, you know, the problem is we we have the and Lauren Peterson puts it really well. Um, you know, it's a Burger King, you know, have it your way, you know, that kind of thing. You know, we are a Burger King generation. And so, and then, of course, we also have these teeny, weeny, weeny little tiny peanut brains. And, um, you know, he, he, Peterson tries to say stuff about, you know, activation of DNA. And, of course, that's all speculation on his part. But it probably has a lot of merit to it, um, you know, for, for logical reasons. Uh, however, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I just read it and I, and I, and, and I think about it. And, and the Bible transcends time and space. Even Chuck Misler used to say, the Bible is extraterrestrial. And you know what? That's actually quite true. Um, and, uh, and, but it's a lot more than that. Um, when you get to eventually, you know, in your pursuit of learning about the Father, learning about, you know, our intergalactic God, understanding how humongous this opportunity is, understanding our origins and knowing that we were not simply born on the earth, that we did know Jesus before we were, you know, essentially born on the earth. We weren't spirit babies floating around in little bubbles in the loins of God like a lot of people, you know, you know what happens is when people don't understand something in the Bible, they either just toss it aside and they go, God, where? in mysterious ways, or they, uh, or, or they just make up something that's absolutely ridiculous, and, and then, of course, it calls into question everything else they say, um, you know, which, of course, you know, uh, we're very blessed, um, and I have told the testimony of, you know, my own daughter coming to me and doubting her faith because her, uh, her, her mother was, you know, insisting that the earth was only 6,000 years old, and she knew that was a bunch of bunk the size of the Chrysler building in downtown Manhattan. So, you know, that, that actually caused her to have doubt in her faith because her husband is an unbeliever and he's pounding her with, you know, scientific facts. And then she's coming around going, my mom's saying the earth is 6,000 years old. And then she finally asked me and I said, no, honey, the, the earth isn't 6,000 years old. It's billions of years old. And, and, and then she was like, oh, you know, and now she's back on track to some extent, but, you know, she is a Gen Xer and, you know, they got their problems. Uh, but anyway, so, um, you know, so you just pray. And, and I don't want to mean, I don't want to put, I don't want to demean praying. As a matter of fact, we, the praying is the number one. It is the greatest blessing that any of us can bring to planet Earth. Uh, Isaiah 43, 25, our father, our father said, I, even I, like he was kind of like making a point going like, you would never believe that I would say something like this. He said, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Keep me in remembrance and let us contend together. So, even our, so either our Heavenly Father is a naughty, naughty fibber, or Jesus is a naughty, naughty fibber, or the apostles are a naughty, naughty fibber, because it does also say in the Scripture that we're all going to have to give an account for every word that we said. Now then, I would submit that you cannot put the, that scripture side by side with Isaiah 43:25 without calling somebody a fibber, right? Okay, so then what that means is that the scripture is multidimensional. The scripture applies to all the different players. It applies to the tares. It applies to the wheat. It applies to the uh, barley harvest. It applies to the, the the wise virgins, which are made up of three different rapture events. It, it applies uh, to the people that are cast into the great tribulation that become part of the tribulation saints and ultimately the grape harvest in Revelation chapter 14. Um, you know, it just keeps going on and on and on and on. But if you don't know all the players, 
You don't know how the Bible breaks out. You don't know what the Great Tribulation is. You don't understand all the different fundamental baseline uh, you know, concepts. You don't understand that Revelation is full of alien beings. If you don't get these things, you're not going to get it, period, end of story. You're going to be out there writing books and telling everybody this, that, and the other thing, and you're going to be just plumb dog nabbed wrong and uh, that's all right you know god doesn't give us as far as i've been able to determine looking at the scripture it's humility a contrite spirit absolute love and 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 prayer a lot of prayer uh continuous prayer as a matter of fact it's in the book of samuel i don't have this one memory you know the chapter and verse memorized but it says something like and i've read it before uh i think on the prayer vigil mostly but i i you know it says you know something along the lines of woe be it unto me to sin against the lord and not pray for you you know, uh, prayer is it. It's the king. It, it is the king. It's the king of all behaviors of the saints. Okay, so what happened? And and I've I've read testimonies of people that were taken to heaven, and yeah, it's it's so utterly and absolutely confirmed. So you know, again, I never want to be caught guilty of saying, "Well, I've tried everything I can, but I guess I'm gonna just have to pray." And then, uh, you know, when I hear somebody say that, I just, I need, I need the shrimp fork. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? I got to have the shrimp fork. Okay, at that point, I'm, I'm digging for more than just my spleen. Okay, no, but anyway, so, um, <clears throat> praise God, thank you, Jesus. So, I, I'm, I got to fly to Phoenix uh, next week and deal with, you know, it's stuff that I would normally be exceedingly stressed out and nervous about, but the Lord just, I don't know, you know, this whole hurricane thing and the miracle at the house and, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, the other night I got, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, I just, for the first time in probably over um, 20 years, I actually got sick, and I think um, it was just an, uh, just way too much stress crushed into way too much, way too short of a period of time. And I've already mentioned to people, you know, that scripture where it says, you know, God won't give you, you know, more than you can handle. I really don't think it means at face value what most Christians believe, even the anointed Christians. I really don't think it means, see, they, most people interpret that as meaning that you won't slip into sin. But I, I disagree emphatically. As a matter of fact, it really upsets my fellow brothers and sisters when I tell them, I'm sorry, but I don't agree. You would, it's amazing. You cannot nicely and lovingly disagree with another Christian without them, no matter who they are. They take offense, no matter what. So anyway, I, you know, in my business, you have to be able to, to – now, of course, if it's, if it's a customer that's worth $48 billion, you're not going to tell them you disagree with them if you know what I'm saying. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But no, I firmly believe with, from the bottom of my heart that that scripture when it says uh, that God will never give us more than we can you know, withstand or whatever, I honestly believe what that means, since we're always really kind of in a constant, we're in, almost in, yeah, we're in a continuous state of sin. We really are. We have to, con it's constant confession, it's constant confession, it's constant uh, confession and repenting and working and, and having godly sorrow. It's a cycle. It's part of the sanctification. And, and goodness gracious knows if you're going to be going through the 
refiner's fire and getting the, you know, you know, stuff beat out of you. Um, picking my, trying to pick my words carefully here. Um, you know, um, yeah, you're going to have moments and those moments are not. And if you're not, then there's some, I just don't think there's something quite right with you. I, I'm sorry. I just don't. I mean, you know, maybe, or maybe you're just in a very blessed place. Maybe you're, you know, in a place in your walk where you are literally sheltered you might not be in an ideal place. You might not like where you are, but you're sheltered. And if you're sheltered, then that gives you a humongous advantage. If you're out in corporate America or corporate Belgium or corporate Spain or whatever, okay, and you're trying to get along and you're wondering if you're going to be able to keep the electric turned on and things like that, that's a whole other level of stress that many, 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 many retired people, even if they're in extremely difficult life situations, are not not subject to. Okay, so that's an unfair disadvantage. Okay, so they can easily say things like, no, no, I think the scripture means that, you know, God won't test you, you know, you know, and you won't sin. And I'm like, no, I disagree with that entirely. I believe that what it's really saying is that you won't apostatize. Okay, so you won't pull a Solomon. You won't, uh, uh, you know, turn against the Lord. It's, you know, it says when it, when it, when it, when uh, it says in the book of Proverbs, it says, uh, uh, you know, when a man's ways brings his way, you know, when a man's behaviors brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Okay, so um, and so what does that mean? You know, and and you know what ways. What what behaviors brings his way to ruin? What is the definition of ruin? See, the problem is people just take the scripture and they just gobble it up, and then they come up with all kinds of doctrine and belief systems and whatever the case is, but they don't really think very hard about the why. Why does this say that, and why does that say that? How come there's a conflict here, and how come that doesn't agree with that? How come, you know, you know what I'm saying? They don't ask the hard questions. They just kind of go with the flow. And I, I can't, I can't do that. That just isn't my back. That, that ain't my ballywick, no way, no how. The fa- our Father knows me, and one thing He knows about me is that I won't quit, no matter what. So I don't know. I, I, I'm certainly not going to be puffed up enough to try to compare myself to King David, but I'll tell you what, you know, <laughs> I got a lot in common with that guy. But anyway, um, uh, you know, but that just that being said, I'm going to leave it at that. But I will say that I honestly do believe after the things that I've gone through with, especially within the last, uh, you know, 30 days or so, uh, uh, you know, I, I just don't really care anymore. I mean, I I really hope and pray and I, you know, of course I pray and I, you know, a lot and, uh, you know, and I, I'm always asking the Lord for his mercy. I don't want to, you know, find myself wandering the streets homeless, although we're not promised a dwelling place anywhere in the Bible. Uh, you know, we're promised clothing, you know, and all that, uh, and food, you know, and look at Elijah. Look at Henry Groover when he was walking around and got captured by Hezbollah, and he was cruising around by these cave openings, and goodness gracious, where where was he? You know, I mean, point to it on a map. Um, So, and where did he sleep, you know? Did you ever ask yourself that question? I never got a chance to ask him that, but I hope I I have enough time. I don't know that I will, but I hope that I have enough time to be able to hunt down the Henry Groover radio show that we did and clean it up. I got to get rid of the copyrighted material. 
you know, the songs that I used to use that I wasn't illegally allowed to use that so many Christians on YouTube still do use. And naughty, naughty pants on fire for them because they're in a continuous state of sin because they are in noncompliance with the law, Romans 13. And a lot of them just don't care. And they start throwing that fair use thing up on YouTube, which, of course, is uh, they don't understand copyright law. You cannot play Christian copyrighted music, okay, of any kind. And it's all copyrighted. And by the way, when it's copyrighted, it's copyrighted by, you know, the drummer. Is it, that The drummer has a copyright interest. The guitar player has a copyright interest. The studio has a copyright interest. The singer has a copyright interest. So what happens is a lot of times, and I did this, I'm guilty of it, I would go and get written permission from the actual singer and the artists, but the artist did not know that they did not have the legal right to give me the permission to use the music for even a nano. Second, you cannot take digital or uh, recording masters, which are basically anything that's on a recording label. I don't care who it is, you know, Carrie Joby, whatever, take your pick. You can not play even three seconds of it. All right. So anyway, I went through all of that. And, um, uh, you know, anyway, I digress. Um, so, so uh, you know, so I've got to clean that up. And I hope that I'll be able to get the Henry Groover show up because we, we tried to bring him on the program, uh, you know, to talk about, the you know, because everybody wants to hear about Russia and what the Lord showed him, you know, regarding the Russian subs, you know, bombing and leveling the United States. Right. That's what he's mostly famous for, uh, on the prophecy, uh, on, 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 on whatever, on the prophecy club. So anyway, um, uh, but he didn't, he never touched that subject. So the Holy Spirit kind of took over and it was really neat because he talked about other things that were like very relevant and super cool to the Christian walk, which by the way, separates the value proposition to the body of Christ in that particular show. Because he was sharing things that uh, all Christians need to hear. I even confronted him about the gun issue because I already knew it. I, I didn't know how he was going to respond. But I, I, I know the heart of somebody like Henry Groover, right? And I know I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. I had enough uh, as uh, – as, uh, and you gotta, you got to find the word. you got to find the right definition of it because you can get dorked up. But as Chuck Misler puts it, and it's a Hebrew word – I have enough chutzpah to uh, confront, you know, to bring, because I, I already knew what he was going to say. I just didn't know how he was going to say it. I said, I, I, I remember I said during the show, I said, Henry, what would you do if you opened up the door of your house and someone pointed a gun right at your head? And Henry said, I would invite him in uh, to have dinner, and then I'd talk, uh, talk to them about Jesus. And I was like, right on. All right. So anyway, praise God. Um, it was. A, I, I hope. I just hope that there's some way I can squeeze out enough time because I still got cleanup on my backyard. And the guy that normally helps me, uh, he's not doing too well. So he, he, you know, whatever. He's very, you know. Anyway, the Lord has blessed me uh, once again. I decided I wasn't going to worry about who was going to watch my house. I said, you know what? I'm just going to trust God. And I did not give it an ounce of worry. Even though I'd lose my job if I didn't go to Phoenix. You understand? But I just made my mind up. After all the things that I went through, I was like, you know, I'm over it. You know, and you know what? That's a powerful blessing. When you get to the point where you just don't care. And I mean, you just don't care. 
you've been through the ringer, you've been beaten down, you're fruit juicy pulp, you know, uh, Hawaiian punch, the whole thing. Uh, and you, you just you, you get to a place where you truly you just don't care. Okay, and um, you know uh, now. Granted, if I was walking around in a heavy rainstorm and I lost my dogs, and I'd be crying about that for a while, and eventually I'd get over it. But you know, with you know, but God, I know God would give me a hobo sandwich eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so you know, what you you know, I really think I don't know where we're going to come to. I really don't. I have no idea. I would like to believe with all of my heart that the barley harvest is going to be it's going to happen right after the global financial collapse but i have this feeling that the journey to the global financial collapse is going to be a really bumpy road which by the way will utterly befuddle and shake the faith of you know the pre-trib rapture crowd many of which are living in willful and habitual sin and won't even qualify for the rapture at all. So, um, uh, you know, they're in for a real unfortunate situation. And, um, I, I, you know, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray, please, anybody that you can wake up with the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of angels and dreams and visions of the night, when deep sleep falls upon man, to save their souls from the pit and seal their instruction. Job 33, 14, and 15. Hallelujah. Father, we just pray that they will just be touched in the nick of time. Whatever We know that you come in. You'll come in and save the day a lot of times for many, many of us at the very last minute, just like with Abraham and, and Isaac. And, Father, we need to understand that dynamic. We need to live by that dynamic, and we need to expect that dynamic to be a part of our lives. Because it's not until we are at our absolute broken wit's end that God can make work in us. Uh, I should say that God can make the level of work in us that he needs to make, knowing the beginning from the end, knowing the thoughts that he thinks about us, not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of good to bring us to what? I like the King James in this case, an expected end. Amen? I think it's like... Uh, Jeremiah 29, it's either 29.11 or it's 29.33. I can't remember which one. I get the two flipped around. But anyway, um, and that's the, that's, the, that's the trick. You know, that's the journey. Now, um, am I proclaiming that I'm not going to experience some more beatings? Uh, no, I think I will. And I'm not really sure how well I'll deal with them. But I am praising God right now that um, I lost my house sitter in the hurricane. <laughs> so here I had made, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I had a house sitter lined up. She's a Christian, and she actually stays in the house. Well, not only did she reappear. Now, she was living in a trailer, so I – and then, you know – Anyway, long story short, I was thinking, okay, trailer way over on the other side of 301. Winds were much more heavy way over there because they were much closer to the hurricane. And I thought to myself, tra- I, I just and I hadn't heard from her in like forever. I mean, it was like well over a week. And I sent her messages, left her, you know, but whatever. So I just figured I I don't have nobody to watch the house. Now I tried to use a backup pl- plan with my ex my ex wife. She will. Unfortunately, her job is very demanding, and they're doing on-site stuff. So what happens is the dogs end up 
befuddled, confused. You know, imagine the you know uh, little Hannah has you know she she's a little black and white boxer. It's the rarest color of boxer in the whole wide world, pure pure black and white, not even a speck of any other color on her. Uh, that's extremely rare, and she's like allergic to everything, and that just drives me crazy. But anyway, um, uh, and she follows me around wherever I go. Female boxers are they they have. Challenges with uh, potty training, that's one of the things that really did, troubles me over female boxers. And then the other thing about them uh, that is really endearing is they tend to be very clingy. You know, they'll follow you around, then they'll sit, and they'll lay their, their chin on your sneakers while you're working and all that kind of stuff. And it's real endearing. She even comes over to me when I'm sitting on my prayer chair on the weekends, and, um, you know, she'll put her paw up on my, my leg, and she wants me to to you know, let her sit on my lap. She's full grown dog, you know? So, uh, anyway, but she's kind of a smaller than normal boxer. She's actually the smallest boxer, you know, purebred boxer I've ever seen, but it, it just makes her act kind of like, for me, it's like extra special. But anyway, um, you know, yeah, I, I know, like, I know bad things are going to happen. I don't know what, what it, what it is. That's the thing. None of us do. You know, what does it feel like to go through a complete financial collapse? And what is – look at all the horrible things that are happening in the United States of Babylon the Great right now. I just got a communication from my ex-wife, uh, you know, and again, like if she watched them, all she would do is she would just come and – Hi, how you doing? Give them a hug. You know, put a little bit of food and water in their dish and run out the door. And then they're going to sit there for several days on the stairs, pooping and peeing and wondering, where's dad? You know, and that, that breaks my heart, you know, because they don't have a concept of time. And, you know, anyway. So um, so anybody that's a – most people that are Christians, good ones, you know, saints, true saints, are absolute deep lovers of, of animals as well. So you totally relate to what I'm saying. So anyway, out of the clear blue sky, I, I just wrote it off. I figured I wasn't going to have anybody to watch my house. Uh, to top it all off, my backup has COPD and other things, and he went out and decided he wanted to make some money on the hurricane thing and went and chopped down a tree, and now he can't function. So I lost him. So I was down to the absolute last resort, which was with my ex-wife. Who, by the way, sent me a message today to let me know that she was actually physically inside of public supermarket shopping. And she said to me, and I find this to be a wonderful thing in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, because I've been praying for her a long time. She comes from a Catholic background, and let me tell you, that's that's a level of thick-headedness that is very hard to get through to when you've got generations of Catholic belief systems that you got to break through because it's messed up. But anyway, so um, but she's been coming around really wonderfully, and she 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 sends me stuff that I can actually talk about on the radio show. She's a you know because I you know when she decided that I had lost my mind is when I brought up the shape shifting reptilian thing. That was the that was the breaking point. I had her okay. I was able to show her, you know, the Obama, you know, uh, uh, the the all, you know, the, a lot of the Alex Jones shows, uh, you know, Police State, all those ones. I could show her all that stuff, and she was like, "Well, I'll be darned," because she, you know, she could see it was rooted in fact. But when I started uh, trying to show her about the shape shifting reptilian stuff, she was like, "Okay." He's lost his mind. It's time to leave. <laughs> you know? She came into my office and she was like, um, I don't see God the way that you do. So I casted lots because I was like, uh-oh, Father, this, that, was not a, uh, that wasn't a good sign. And I casted lots with a uh, Roger's Thesaurus, one of the old ones that you can get off of eBay, like 1993 vintage. And the thing that's nice about those for casting lots 
is there's only about four. You know, when the when when the when the thesaurus. First off, they're hardcover, and the spine of the book is old style. And what that means is you can throw it open. And it'll let it fall open to the pages that God wants it to go to. And the other thing that's really cool is the the 93 version of the Roger's Thesaurus is also only like four words per two pages. So you immediately know which word God is giving you. Okay, And I had uh, casted lots using that, that, that thesaurus. I actually have two copies of them. I Back up, you know, and um, uh, you know, just in case. And um, but anyway, uh, it landed on um, knife to throat. <laughs> I was guy going knife to throat. Oh boy, that doesn't sound good. And then it was only a matter of two weeks before I came back from a business trip, and my daughter and um, you know, a friend closed my office door and um, <clears throat> said, "Dad, we got to tell you something." So anyway, um, that that was my uh, that was the turning point. But we're, now she's coming around. I've been praying for her, and uh, now she she told me today she's like she, this is what she said. She said, "How can people not see what's going on in the world right now?" She's like, "I was standing in Publix, and people were just, you know, oh no, there's hardly any milk. What could be going on here? This is just terrible. Blah 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 blah." And it, and she was sitting there going, "Are you kidding me?" Now, if you understood the journey I was on over the last, you know, 12 years and all that stuff, you know, with her even prior to that, um, you would you would be like, no way, because we're talking about, you know, night and day or uh, cat and whale. Okay, you know, that was that significant. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I see I'm running low on time, uh, so I want to get to the uh, the, uh, the the news because um, there's a lot of stuff that are, that's happening right now. But first, kids, are you ready? Come on now. All right. Okay. Praise Jesus. Oh, and by the way, man, the baby boomer ones, forget it. Don't even try. You know what they're doing? You know what both of my, both of my sisters are doing? Both of my sisters are, they don't even realize it. They're on the top of the seven mountains right now. <laughs> I'm like going, oh, man. But you just you can't, you know. I know there are some baby boomer one people out there that are kind of awake. But one of the things about the baby boomer one people is they will still they still got the pledge of allegiance thing going on. That you know, it it's it's the baby boomer 2 people that were born 1962 or later. Those are the Jane Fonda crowd. Those are the, the rebels. Those are the Kent State people. Those are the I'm not going to Vietnam no matter what you say people. Those that's a that's me. Okay? I never had a period of time where I mean, well, I don't want to say never. You want, you know, never say never, right? But you know, I went out of my stupidity and ignorance after 9/11 because I didn't realize it was an inside job and blah blah blah. I fell for the lie, the massive satanic lie, and you know, I went through a period of, <clears throat> you know, fake patriotism. Now, why do I call it fake? <coughs> Excuse me. The reason why I call it fake patriotism is because it it was it's just something it's it's transient. It's transient. So I got caught up in all the blah blah lie 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 until later when I realized that 
you know, the Lord showed me. Um, I'm not going to get into those miracles because that's another hour. But anyway, praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, I want to go ahead. Kids, are you ready again? Are you ready? Okay, kids. Kids. What is... Oh, oh my gosh. I'm a very, very bad, bad Johnny Baptist. Hold on a second here. Kids, what's the worst? What's worse? <laughs> no, I really dorked up. What happened to me? Why didn't... I must have not hit the save button when I got... Okay, never mind. Kids. How are false teeth like stars? How are false teeth like stars? They come out at night. <laughs> you know, they got to take them out, you know, that kind of thing. Come on, kids. All right. I know it's not, you know, you guys don't, you know, you're not standing in line for implants at your age. But anyway, um, kids, how does a scientist freshen her breath? How does a scientist freshen her breath? No, not Listerine. Sit down, Spanky. With experiments. <laughs> experiments. Come on. All right. All right, one more, kids. Kids, what do you call two birds in love? What do you call two Don't say love. Spanky, it's not love birds. Sit down. My gosh, who gave you coffee? <laughs> like, put the Starbucks cup down. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's the worst thing. Anyway, kids, what do you call two birds in love? Tweet hearts. <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, kids, did you like that one? I got three for three. All right, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. All right, praise God. <clears throat> Just got a text message from Brother Sammy Mwangi. They're on their way over to Pakistan. Talk about somebody that's like unstoppable. Wow. Praise God for introducing uh, Sammy and and, uh, and uh, PipesInternational.org to our radio program for so long. What a blessing. He's going to Pakistan right now. Jiminy Crickets. Anyway, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Pipes International, we lift up Sammy, we lift up his wife, we lift up his child, we lift up this journey, we lift up the people that are going to be part of the ministry team, and we pray down your holy fire to follow them wherever they go, a thorny hedge of protection and angels to protect them, Father, no matter what. Turn good eyes blind and make good ears deaf so that he can go and do your work in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now, back to the news. It's not normal. Yeah, praise God. So I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. But, um, oh, gosh, i got to zoom in because I want to give you the title of this. Uh, I could play the – it just take too long. 
I could play it for you. The guy rambles on a little bit, but I but I want to tell you uh, this was sent in by one of the listeners of the program who I you know have talked to and been a friend with for a long time. But anyway, um, can go to YouTube and search on this, uh, you know, and I hope you find it. And the title is Trucker Space Catches Space Them. And then you can type in food shortages 2022. You should be able to get the um, the YouTube, and it'll come up and say raw footage destroying mountains. But basically, what it is is uh, a you know a trucker broke out their video phone as they were delivering baby formula to their destination location. Now, truckers. They're given their destination location, but they don't always, you know, they just see a facility name. They don't necessarily have any idea exactly where they're heading. And in this particular case, this woman who was driving the truck flipped out because her whole truck was full of perfectly good, in code, in date, perfectly good baby formula, her entire semi-trailer. Well, to make matters even worse, when she arrived at the destination, there were... It looks to me, folks, like hundreds of tons of pallets of baby formula, all of it perfectly good. She knew her shipment was perfectly good. And there were what appeared to be illegal aliens, which is, you know, I don't get into that. I, I don't discuss that. I'm not, a, you know, I my, my citizenship is in heaven and I don't have an opinion. All right. I do know that it's being used to manipulate the vote, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, you know, my citizenship is in heaven and I don't participate in the things of the earth. However, I will report on them because they are reporting on the arrival of Jesus. And that's what we should be excited about. That's why we do this show. OK. And yes, we're going to have to go through some ugly to get to that point. That's just how it works. And the Seven Mountains people are very disadvantaged, not to mention I don't even know what's going to happen to him, and that ain't my business. I'll just pray for him. All right, but anyway, um, uh, but uh, it, this is horrific. Okay, um, it, it appeared to be uh, non-U.S. citizens um, tearing apart these what appears to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, and hundreds of tons of pallets of perfectly good baby formula and destroying it. I mean, complete with a backhoe and bulldozers and everything. Just absolutely unbelievable. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, you know, we know about the all the food processing facilities and Bill Gates buying up farmland and all this other weirdness and Monsanto, Terminator seeds. We've known about that for years and years and all the uh, – anyway. But, yeah, it's getting bad. There's no milk on the shelves. What's wrong? I actually said to my ex-wife, I said, how bad was it? You know, because I'm still kind of secretly hoping to have more than just a turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. So anyway, the next one up. Federal Reserve takes a major step toward Chinese-style social credit score system. And it goes on to explain the Federal Reserve has taken a major step in the direction of facilitating the ESG-compliant monetary network <clears throat> that effectively acts as a parallel system to that of the Chinese Communist Party's infamous social credit scoring system, according to Jordan uh, Schachtel, uh, as, as he reported it in the dossier report. Okay, um, So when that happens, my credit score will go from like 825 to uh, 3. 
<laughs> oh boy, uh, you know, I'm not really sure how I'm gonna, you know, at that point, I guess I might as well just go ahead and sell the house and walk around and look for hobo sandwiches. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Who knows? All right, but I'm not sweating it. God, and like I said, I the very fact that I did so. Remember Psalm 78:41 again and again. They tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. What did they do? They complained. They worried. They complained and worried and worried and complained, and God said, guess what? I can't help you. You're not behaving like you ought. The Israelites limited God, and they got stuck in the desert for what? Forty years? What? I used to listen to teachings. I used to buy those, like, thirty nine ninety five DVD sets from all these famous, you know, um, Bible teachers. And the, and the theories they would come up with why the, the Israelites were in the desert. And I'm like, oh, no. Shrimp fork! Shrimp fork! But anyway, that's all right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, next one up. Obama. Let's face it. Uh, this is by, from Town Hall. It says, Obama colon. He says, let's face it. Republicans who oppose illegal immigration are racists. Okay. Of course. What would you expect from the Antichrist? <laughs> you know? You, come on. I mean, you know, and, and, and anybody that thinks Biden has enough gray matter that's operational to even, you know, properly Okay, I'll leave that one out. All right, uh, you know what I mean, kids. You you guys know what I'm talking about. All right, thanks a lot. All right, praise God. Th- at least we got some very very on top of it. Jesus, kids. Hallelujah. All right, all right. Next one. Ah, praise God. Gas prices sp- spike yet again. They approach a new record in California and Los Angeles. And I'm not going to tell you why yet. You probably already know. And if you don't know, then you're about to find out. So, um, but I'm here to tell you, it's going to get really bad. We ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. Bump, bump. Okay, you know what I'm saying? No, you ain't. Folks, financial collapse, a loaf of bread costing a day's wages, think about it, man. That, that, that's some pretty serious ugly. And why am I so adamant that there is not going to be any member of the Bride of Jesus Christ rescued off of this earth until that occurs? Because the Lord showed me that um, do not harm the oil or the wine was a direct reference to not harm the bride. Well, if that's at the end of the third seal, then guess who's going to be here for that? (laughs) The bride. (laughs) All right, so buckle up, baby. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, you know, I don't know. What does it mean? I, I don't know. I've never gone through a global financial collapse before. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All I know is if, if it's me, a dumpster, and a hobo sandwich, praise God. At least I won't have to kill a couple of birds like Elijah had to do uh, to try to get, you know, a little bit of sustenance. So whatever. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Uganda's Ebola outbreak causes international alarm. Well, it's a little bit worse than that now. Uh, now the report is the African nation, the entire continent of Africa, is now officially on alert over the Ebola outbreak. All right, Nigerian health officials are concerned that the deadly disease may spread from Uganda, but Uganda or whatever. But you know what? It's more than that. And it is it is an international concern. Hey, look, you know, I don't know about you, but when I look at the Sarah Manet vision of 1979, the version of hemorrhagic fever that she sees in the United States of Babylon the Great, 
you die in 48 hours, and there isn't any survival at all. So you think that COVID-19 is the best Fauci and Gates can do? You got another thing coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next one up. All right, WorldNet Daily. Some colleges to enforce mask mandates indefinitely. Indefinitely. Okay. But you know what, folks? The Gen Zers and the Gen Xers and the Millennials, they're so utterly clueless, folks. They really are. And you know what? I adore my daughter, but she fits into that category. All right. God bless her sweetheart. And she at least puts up with me. You know, so that's cool. You know, at least sometimes, you know, one time she did say, Dad, how come I can't have a normal dad? You know, she's 32 years old, folks. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, next one up. OPEC Plus agrees to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day. What? Wait a minute. Isn't that the opposite of what supposedly the shape-shifting reptilian that refers to itself as Biden, uh, you know, that permanently has depends underneath, you know, whatever. You know, no, Antichrist. Okay, and do you really think that they went over there to truly strike a deal to help out the American citizenry? Really? Because if you really do believe that, then I honestly do feel sorry for you. I really do. And I don't want to know your name because then I'll have to pray for you, and I've already got a humongous list. And I pray for all the listeners of this program continuously. And I do pray a special anointing and divine protection fervently for all of those who even mention me to the Lord in their prayers. Praise God, because Lord knows, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I definitely need all the prayer I can get. All right, praise God. But guess what? Next headline helps to explain some of these things. Putin and the Prince of Saudi Arabia. Fears in the West as Russia and Saudi Arabia deepen their ties. Prince Mohammed. Oh, wait a minute. I'm so surprised he has that name. Hmm, let me think this through. Seems like there's a lot of them. I wonder why. You know, if they only realized that the Roman Catholic Church created the Islam religion? <laughs> but they don't, and so looky what we got. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. But anyway, again, Saudi Arabia and Russia are deepening ties. Uh, Putin's over there meeting with them. And Putin was given a sword in the second seal by God to open up a can of whoop on the rest of the earth. And the Antichrist is simply facilitating it, as you would expect, wouldn't you? Let's hope. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Death toll from Hurricane Ian surpasses 100 in Florida. A half a million people still without power and thousands under boil water advisories. Oh, I feel sorry for them. I really, really do. And I don't even like to look at the destruction areas that were close to the water. Anyway, um, Mm, mm. These, were, these are apocalyptic hurricanes. These have nothing to do with normal hurricanes. I've been here for 37 years. I cannot tell you how many hurricanes I've been through. These are not hurricanes. They need to create another name for them. And their, their, their system that they use to give it a rating of power is absolutely, utterly worthless. Uh, they need to call them something else, like apocalypticanes. How's that work for you, kids? Apocalypticanes. All right. There you go. 
There you go. Praise God. All right, next one up. Praise you, Jesus. Fewer people are skeptical of alien visitation now than in the 90s. Well, thanks, Dr. Stephen Greer, uh, graduate of Maharishi Institute of, you know, conjuring up demon entities. <laughs> I think there's a new special on uh, Prime for free. Greer's got it out there. And uh, he's uh, telling everybody, he calls it Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Well, you know, I started to watch it because, you know, sometimes you can learn a few things that are very critical in your Christian walk, especially when you deal with the alien uh, phenomenon. There's fallen angelic beings that are aliens, but folks, that's where 99.99999% of Christians, even the good ones, that's where they break loose. That's, that's as far as they go. They don't realize the entire universe is full of otherworldly beings and civilizations, and they're in the eternal realm. And Jesus goes to those planets and blesses them, and they live holy and righteous on those planets. There's no sin. They, they don't have – they're not in a fallen hologram. We're in a fallen hologram. That's why quantum physics – you know, if you understand quantum physics and subatomic particles at all, then you know that Einstein was right when he said, we live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one. All right? Right, kids? <laughs> you guys are, I know, you're smart. You got it. See, the thing is, God, so little C Christians, Christianity, churchianity, what they do is when they don't understand something, they just make stuff up. You know, God works in mysterious ways. The earth is only 6,000 years old. You know, I can't count the five, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, Father, please forgive me if I'm saying anything I shouldn't be saying. I'm just trying to be funny and lighten the load because people are going through ugly times. All right, praise Jesus. But anyway, it's frustrating and dangerous, particularly nowadays. So anyway, um, you know, and I've said many times, hey, look, if people want to believe that every single thing that they see that has anything to do with the UFO is automatically a uh, a demon of some kind, fine. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll like go, hey, take me to your leader. You know? Okay. That's fine. No, that's fine. You know, you got, we have to respect the limits of understanding that many of our brothers, fellow brothers and sisters are going to have because I had them for a long time. The thing is that, you know, if you're if God knows your heart and God knows that you desperately really, really, really want to know what's going on and you and you wait upon him, if you're patient and you keep praying, God, God has shown me so many unbelievable mysteries in the Bible. It's just absolutely earth shattering. It blows me away. All right. I'm just telling you it's amazing all right like you know the the you know i wrote the article way back in uh, uh uh 2011 i believe it was entitled multi-phased rescue mission about three raptures based upon luke 12 35 36 37 well then just recently so then i was wondering i've always wondered for many many years as i was reading the bible i always wondered what's up with revelation 12 Okay, and I know that I've talked about this before, but I'm just going to talk about it again because I love the Bible and I feel like it. All right, praise God. And so I'm going to come in here and I'm going to type it, type it in Revelation 12. And <clears throat> so you got, 
yeah, 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 you got the, you know, everybody gets all wrapped up. Ah, you know, you got to be able to figure out the woman with the diadem and the sun and, the, I, you know, and I'm like, who cares about that? I care about things that are relevant to us right now. Okay, that has to do with who God made me. Okay, if I can solve a mystery that's directly relevant to our walk today, that's what I believe from the bottom of my heart is what's really important. I've actually had well-known websites when I was doing a lot of publishing and a lot of stuff was ending up on well-known sites and things like that. And I've had people say, oh, wow, if you can't tell me who the white horse is in, uh, you know, in the first seal, then I'm sorry. I don't care what you think about the second or the third. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Hannibal Lecter, where are you when you, you know, it's like, oh, gosh. But anyway, fine. So um, so basically what they're saying is if you can't interpret the entire Bible, you better not read any of it. Why don't you just go in a hole in the ground and dig your, you know, and stick your head in the dirt? Anyway, uh, so so the Lord shows me these little pieces of things and because he knows he knows my heart and he knows i've been i gave up my life to discover the mysteries of the bible and to dis, and to to go right out and face them front on head first and be disparaged called names uh have horrible things happen to me um and uh that's okay you know if that's the price i gotta pay for the things that god has shown me then hallelujah you know, praise God, um, you know, and yeah, the Bible says you ain't going to like it while you're going through it. And boy, that's an understatement. All right. Praise God. But anyway, so I don't get myself all wrapped up in, you know, clothed with the sun, 12 stars and everybody saying, look, there's a constellation in the sky that, you know, and it's the, it's the sign of the woman. And I'm like, whatever. OK. And yeah, the rapture is next Wednesday at four o'clock. Thank you, because that's exactly what you get from those folks. All right. Praise Jesus. But oh, well, I just I'm just not jumping on that bandwagon anymore. Forget that noise. Too many people. When people are broken hearted enough times, they will stop seeking the Lord. That's not okay with me. You understand what I'm saying? Not okay. All right. So anyway, so the Lord showed me this. You know, I knew I knew about the multi-phase rescue mission. I knew I wrote the article back in 2011. What is that? 11 years ago? You know, I don't know. So or almost. And um. And anyway, I, 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 you know, I've read these things multiple times, and I was, I was like, wait a minute, you know, and I've never bought the the Petra stuff and all that weird stuff. I mean, it's funny because I, I know very advanced thinking Christians that are that know all about the aliens. They get it. I, you know, these are executives. I just had a conversation with one of them this morning. This guy just, he got terminated from where I work, and now he's making eighteen thousand dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> How ironic. And he loves Jesus. All right. So anyway, so the Lord's taking great care of him. But yeah, he he knows. He laughs. I said, what is this noise about people thinking Petra? What the, where did that come from? And does, if anybody knows anything at all about Petra, it's just a carving in the face of the rock. There's nothing inside of it. Oh, gosh. Anyways. Okay. Well, anyway. So anyway, so the woman and the child and the dragon, all right? So... What's really important, it says, um, is there's two women 
Okay, so it goes and it and it says so it says then I heard a loud voice. I'm just going to start at verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now salvation strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of Christ have come. So we know that Christ is there. Christ has already come. So you don't have to get your self, you know, a bee in your bonnet. It tells you. Then it says, for the accuser of the brethren who accuses the brethren both day and night before our God, before our God, which means Satan is standing in front of God, both day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. That time is short hasn't happened yet. People are always, you know, they're going out there, and they, they're like, well, the devil knows his time is short. I'm like, the devil knows the Bible and the timeline 10,000 times better than the best Christian on the face of the earth, okay? The problem is that he doesn't know the day or the hour, okay? Neither do we, no matter what anybody says, all right? Simple as that. Accept it. Deal with it. All right, praise God. So anyway, what you see is there's actually two women, um, and... There's a there's listen listen so if we rewind back to verse okay I'm gonna go all the way back to verse three and I'm gonna walk it through and another sign appeared in heaven and behold a great fiery red dragon which we know is saying in the heaven okay. Um, think out of space there, folks. <laughs> okay. Satan is real. Okay. And when it says that he's jumping from fiery stone to fiery stone, those are suns in galaxies. Okay. Get with the program. And I don't care what anybody else says. That's a fact. And I've heard it all. All right. So, but I'm allowed to disagree. And I know that I'm right in this particular case. But anyway, praise God. Um, and, but anyway, it says, uh, and his tail drew a third. Now, it's a little bit of a metaphor. Uh, his tail drew a third of the stars from heaven. That's a metaphor for fallen angels. And threw them to the earth. It says, and the dragon stood before the woman, so the dragon stood before the woman, who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who is to rule all the nations, that's Jesus. And then it says, and her child, the child of Jesus, who would that be? Us, hello, McFly, anybody home? Anybody home? Think McFly. Okay, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled. Now, listen, this is so key to ver- verse six. This is a key because it shifts over to the, 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 the first fruit harvest. This is the barley harvest. Then the woman fled into the wilderness. It's not Petra. It's not Petra. This is a metaphor. The woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed. Feed her, feed her for 1,260 days. That is the length of 3.5 years. That's the length of the Great Tribulation. And where is the woman going to be getting fed? At the wedding supper of the Lamb. But wait, but wait. 
because then verse 7 throws you a curveball. And it says, a war broke out in the heavens, and Michael and his angels and angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and the angels fought. And he did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil, Satan, who deceived the whole world. He is cast to the earth, and his fallen angels, it says angels, were cast out with him. Verse 10. But listen what it says. It throws you a curveball. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation is strength, and a little and goes on it. And, and, but listen, verse 13, I'm going to jump ahead. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast down to the earth, which by the way happens during the day of the Lord, because, you know, the stars fall from the sky like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind. Those are the same stars, okay? Those are the fallen angels that are being cast down to the earth. Okay, so verse 13. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. Well, who is that? But wait, it tells you. In verse 14 it says, But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she may fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished. Are you seeing a pattern here, people? The first woman is fed for the period of the Great Tribulation. It says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. So she's obviously not on the earth. But wait, there's a second woman. And the second woman was taken away from the presence of the serpent, where she was nourished for times, times, and half a time away from the presence of the serpent. Why was she nourished? Because she was also at the wedding supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. That's your first watch. Barley harvest, and your second watch, the wheat harvest. I have wondered about that for the better part of 10 years. And the Lord's, it was just like, and I was like, wow, that is so cool. And of course, you got all these people out on YouTube. The Lord has come upon me, and we're all going to be taken to some strange dimension above the land of the Philippines. And I'm like, oh, so you're not a pizza person. <laughs> like it's like, I guess they're going to have, like, hors d'oeuvres for us when we're hovering above the Philippines. I don't know. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. To me, it's just so simple. It just jumps off the page. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But anyway, uh, again, fewer people are skeptical of alien visitation now than in the 1990s. Why? Why? Not? You know, you got Gen Zers. You got Gen Xers. You got millennials. Of course. They're setting docks. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Kiev astronomers capture UFOs everywhere. UFOs are everywhere using meteor tracking software. And they actually show the uh, videos that they're seeing with you know, UFOs everywhere. Now, here's your puzzle question for the day. Your quiz. What goes hand in hand with lots of spaceships? Nuclear weapons. <laughs> okay? Now, let me ask you a question. I'm literally going to challenge you here. Some of you already know the answer, but I'm going to challenge you. Why do fallen angels shoot laser beams at each other and war with each other and try to kill one each other, kill each other inside of spaceships? You can see the videos on YouTube. Just look up Ed, Ed Grimsley, War in the Heavens, Ed Grimsley, Third Generation Night Vision Goggles. And don't even get me going on the, on the images that are around the sun. Okay? But anyway, 
Who do you think wants to stop the nuclear weapons? The fallen angels who hate our guts and want us to die and haven't been cast down to the earth yet? While Satan is up there accusing us in the throne room of God, or in the courtrooms of heaven? Huh? Is that who you think? If you can give me a motive for why a fallen angelic being that works directly for Satan, a Draco reptilian, or whatever, these things, you know, and, and I can name many different types, and Nordics and different, you know, whatever, uh, you know, which ones would not want a nuclear bomb to go off right now. Can you tell me? Think hard. Okay. Hopefully mystery solved. All right. Um, And by the way, I'll give you a hint. Um, It's right here. The mistake that everybody makes is, oh, well, if the word watcher is used, it must be a fallen angel. No, it's not. And I'll prove it to you in the Bible because that's what I do. All right, hold on just a second. Uh, DBDBD, let me go ahead and double-click this and see if it comes up. Yeah, there we go. Daniel 4, verse 13. I saw a watcher, a holy one, come down from the heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, hew down the trees, cut off the branches, shake off the leaves. Wait a minute. Okay, so wait a minute. Watcher, holy. Watcher, holy. Holy Watcher, Holy, Holy Watcher. Daniel. Okay. That's as far as I'm going to try, because if I keep trying and I can't, you know, then just give me the shrimp fork and let's be done with it. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right, kids? Okay. These are some smart intergalactic. These are, these are intergalactic God kids. These are kids that are smart enough to realize that there's trillions of galaxies out there, and we're obviously not alone. Right, kids? All right. Come on. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'm going to blast through the rest of these, and we'll bring on Sister Elena. She's being very patient. Here we go. A huge explosions in South Korea after missile launch goes wrong. And never mind that the Japanese, when uh, Kim Jong-un or whatever, uh, I have other names. I like Rocket Man. But anyway, um, uh, when he shot the last uh, test missile over the top of Japan, that was the first, and the Japanese authorities uh, told everybody to go underground because they know he's a raving lunatic. All right, so anyway, one of the missiles kind of blew up, and of course that sent shockwaves through South Korea. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. More signs and wonders. AR-3112, one of the biggest sunspots in years, will be facing the Earth in the coming days. Delta-class magnetic field poses a threat and possibly dangerous X-class solar flares. All this means to me is that my ham radio is going to start working really good over the next couple of days. So that's kind of cool. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Tucker Carlson cites Blinken's admission of responsibility for the Nord Stream destruction. Huh? Really? WorldNet Daily. Wow. Yep. Next report. Praise you, Jesus. Russia seen moving gear and nuclear weapons units, according to report military news. And normally it would be a bunch of bunk and part of an evil narrative, but not anymore. 300,000 troops are called up. 
And I have seen the videos on Intel Slava Z on Telegram. And I have been listening to people in the Donbass talking with Scott Ritter, the CIA agent, who's a Russian expert. And they already – people in Ukraine have a hit out on him. They're trying to kill him. What does that tell you? (laughs) means that everything that he's saying is exactly right. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But that's what I monitor. I don't care. You know, but for, but this is true. Russians, Russia seen moving gear and nuclear weapons. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. They've had it up to here, and they're not taking any more. All right, praise God. But you know what? That's what our Bible says. <laughs> hey, that's what Henry Gruber saw in his vision. We're getting closer, folks. This is getting exciting. Hallelujah. Praise God. Next one up. Russian nuclear submarines armed with doomsday weapon disappears from the Arctic Harbor. Now, what is this? It's because Russia created um, uh, torpedoes (laughs) that have nuclear warheads on them. It's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's the U.S. uh, I was going to call it the USS. Yeah, that's what happens when you go to the Navy. You get you you can never quite get that part of your brain eradicated. But anyway, um, Putin's submarine, it's called the Belgorod. And it can create a 1,600-foot radioactive tsunami. <laughs> you tell me that is ingenious? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but like, like my Bible says, clear as a bell, Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven. I'm in the dark. It doesn't matter. My, my focus is on Jesus and heaven. I'm 100% Bible, all right? If somebody else wants to say the Pledge of Allegiance, that's up to them. They can go ahead and do it, but I'm not going there. All I know is I'm ready to go see Jesus, and that means this country has to be destroyed. Praise God. All right, now, next one up. Putin signs unification of the four regions in the law. Four regions, you know, uh, I can't say them very well, but it's Kyrgyzstan, uh, Zaporovsk, um, uh, you know, um, the Donbass, all that, all the, you know, Donetsk. And um, now it's Russia. I don't, it doesn't really matter. And NATO, NATO's destroyed. The Antichrist already, the Antichrist, through his shape shifting reptilian that refers to himself as Biden. Geriatric lost entity who I don't even want to go. It just makes me sick. But it, citizenship is in heaven. Citizenship is in heaven. Citizenship is in heaven. Citizenship is in heaven. Don't get yourself wrapped up on the things of the earth. The only reason we're talking about it now is because it's bringing us closer to our departure. Get it? All right. Listen to this. The criminalization of abortion at the state level, now permitted after overturning of Roe versus Wade, infringes on the ability of the Satanic Temple to uh, uh, to engage in the Satanic abortion ritual due to the criminalization of abortions, the lawsuit argues. Hey. Hmm. Oh, and by the way, would that happen to be an American media source that reported that? No, it wasn't an American media source that reported it. It was a Russian media source that reported it. 
And you might say, well, John, if you like Russia so much, why don't you go there? Look, if somebody gave me a ticket and said, I could, look, they got free, they got free medical, okay, and it's done properly, okay, uh, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm, thank God I'm too old to get conscripted. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. But anyway, um, yeah, Edward Snowden, man, they're treating him like a, and they gave him a house. Him and his wife brought his wife over there. I mean, oh, man. What is this country doing for anybody? Evicting them. Throwing them into the street. I know. <laughs> that's a bullet that's coming right at me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Um, uh, anyway, so we're down to the 30-minute uh, mark, uh, and I want to—I don't want to go too far uh, past, but I just wanted to let you know that tons of weed are trapped. Uh, with no surprises there because the U.S. dollar is no good over in Egypt right now, or they're having problems dealing with it. I don't understand. It didn't go into the details. Also, listen to this. The Daily Beast reports that the United States vows to teach Kim Jong-un a lesson after the missile shoot over Japan, uh, folks, please remember, all right, that um, that's a major end times event when Kim Jong-un sinks a United States aircraft carrier in the, in the North Korean Sea and then attacks Seoul. The war isn't over. It's just a ceasefire. The Korean War of the 1950s never ended. Okay. Oh, and they're using recreational vehicles now. They're driving them around and performing abortions in them. Oh, and don't forget about 140 million people in Bangladesh that had a complete failure of the uh, power grid. <laughs> Was that a practice session? Mm, kind of think so. Um, oh, and by the way, the new Scooby-Doo movie, Velma, is entirely homosexual. <laughs> okay? I can see that right now. Scooby, Ruby, What? <laughs> Okay. Oh, and bird flu spreads across South Southern California, infecting chickens, wild birds. And what are we going to eat for Thanksgiving? Aha. That's why I bought my turkeys. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, again, everything is just on the decline. Uh, I could keep on going, keep on going. Uh, it, it's endless. It's endless. All right. Praise God. Let's go ahead and bring on Sister Elena right away. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, intergalactic traveler. Happy birthday to you. And she lives well, right down you. my alley. You got to add that if you're, you know, if you were born in, you know, in our era, you got to add that little thing to the end of it. I was going to play the chipmunks thing, you know, but then I thought ah, that'll probably be a copyright violation. That's the last thing I need. But anyway, yeah. thank well, you. Well, you know, actually, happy birthday is too. Did you know that that Michael Jackson bought the rights to that? And that's why when you hear it now in the movies, it's always a different version of it. And actually, Disney, the same thing. And all the restaurants, when they sing happy birthday, it's always a different. So that's why. <laughs> so we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I want to yeah. say that the darker and the more dark the earth becomes <laughs> and the more satanic the um, destruction of this country and Europe and all the West is, you know, I mean, think about it. 
become more and more. You know what, Elaine? Yeah. Elaine, I, I mean, I, you know, if it wasn't for the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a very high oh. level of likelihood that you could be arrested and thrown in jail right now. Because right now I what know. they're doing, the FBI, yeah. I know, because they don't care whether or not you breached the actual property. Now what they're doing is they're looking at their cameras and they're trying to figure out who's who in the zoo walking around out there. And I know you were, you know, there. Okay, even though you weren't on the on the Capitol grounds complex, but they don't care. They're I was nowhere near it. And no not well, even good. anywhere around when all that happened. So yeah, I know. Well, well I know, but there are know. satellite video. There are satellite video systems. You never know. But I, I'm, the only reason mm-hmm. I'm saying that is I, I, first off, A, I know there's no, they're not going to. See, you have the protection of God, and that's, that's right. really cool. The, yeah. You know, and, and it, just because a person calls themselves a Christian doesn't mean that they have the protection of God, if you know what I mean. So anyway. I definitely know. As a matter of fact, my heart is grieved for a lot of that going on right now. People calling themselves that. They got all the right words, but their behavior is anything but. They're in trouble, and they better clean it up, and they better well, clean it up soon. Because wise virgins, fo- it's, wise virgins, foolish virgins, man. We got... You know what I mean? Right. You gotta kind of go with the Bible, right? You know, I it, yeah, you do. And 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 when I started to grieve about it, I did. I was upset. I mean, I was really upset. Well, I was like, in tears. I don't want to do the video. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what Jesus told me. You know what Jesus what said to me? Straight up, huh. he said, huh. "I came to save the world. I came to save." Yeah, the not world. you. <laughs> right. It's not right. your job. Get over it, chump. Uh, okay, so we left out the chump part. I added it for comic effect, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what can but I say? it still is gruesome. People that you see and you know, it's it just it's just it's a human. It's just a heart reaction, and 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 you take that to the Lord and you intercede and and you trust I know. Him with it, and that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And and actually, well, well actually. Um, Speaking you can save their souls with prayers. You can yes, save their souls can. with prayers. Oh, yes, prayers is... Your Heavenly Father, uh, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I lift up blankety-blankety-blank and blankety-blank and blankety-blankety-blank, yes, and I pray in the name That's of right. Jesus that you That's will right. save their souls. Hallelujah. Save their souls That's in Jesus' name. Guess what? That's My Bible name. says that That's that right. is... Yeah, you're praying in alignment with God's will, aren't you? Because he That's would right. not want to perish. That's right. Right? And now is the time... So guess what? Now is the time. I know, right? Yeah, so yes. we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> right? We got a lot of work to do. Keep us busy. Um, you know, you you brought up Ian, and I know you had the worst of it, but I still have Ian here. Still, I'm on I'm on the East Coast, Mid Atlantic, and it some kind of system that was a nor'easter. So Ian and this nor'easter came together, and it's been. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, today's Wednesday. It's still happening. It's finally letting up this afternoon. They sent all the ships out to see. You, you got to wonder what's happening. They never said a word about it. And, the, well, and did the, you hear? The you heard the new quiet, name for them, right? Yes, you, you, apoc- you did. Apocalypse. 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 Yes. Now, if I can just get the National Weather don't... Service. I need to like send like a letter. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I love. Well, you know, it, 
it's an apocalyptic cane, and it's on a it's scale of five thousand. No, it's a it's Just a category it right five thousand apocalyptic cane. Yes, <laughs> put that right up there with the new words, polar vortex and stuff like that. Just put it right up there. I think they ought. I think yeah. they ought to adapt that. So, yeah, and then they got the new term. The thing cane. that is odd is the, and you said it, and I noticed it up here is. The thunder isn't right. It's like banging, banging thunder. I've never heard anything like that, and it's uh, nonstop. It's just one big rolling thing. And right. I've been well, through you quite remember a few when, when my, myself. You remember when my lightning strike hit, and it took out my Internet for like 10 days, and I couldn't do radio right. shows and yeah. nothing. You remember that? Right, right, well, that was right. a blessing. That wasn't too long ago. You know, hindsight, if those apocalyptic uh, thunderstorms – hadn't have hit me <laughs> so hard the because when those apocalyptic tea storms hit what happened was it 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 was so powerful that it broke off all the weak branches on the trees that surround my house so when we were getting 80 mile an hour gust from the apocalyptic cane entitled you know ian and yeah. i got nothing I got nothing. I, 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 I'm like, I'm looking around. Well, okay, I got maybe four or five br- m- small branches in my backyard. And, you know, I'm too lazy to go pick them up. I'll just pay somebody. Well, I like to give to the poor. And I, memorial. I, I, you know, there's, there's people that I know that can barely feed themselves. And so what I do is I pay them to do odd jobs around the house and stuff. So to help yeah. them out, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just warning. I'm very tired tonight. It's been a very, very stressful few weeks. You know, not just the weather, although that I don't know about you know anybody else listening in, but you can feel it. You know, if you've got any spiritual discernment whatsoever, you can feel the encroaching darkness, and it's rolling in in waves, and it's it's happening. I mean, it, it, you can't deny that this is. Big, huge. Uh, the thing is, though, it's a concurrent. Um, uh, it, it's this dichotomy. I mean, uh, you, on one hand, you can feel this this blackness and this thing, but it's, I still have peace. I know I'm okay. Now, and I'll tell you, I felt this exactly this when I was in Arkansas. And Johnny, I want to thank you for that explanation on Revelation 12. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and confess how dumb I was. Uh, This is when I was there in the extended stay. I was struggling. And, of course, now the Lord had led me down this, you know, it was 2008, going into 2009, down this um, path of truth, learning about what was, and I just, I couldn't really convince myself it was real. I was in that place where he was like, yeah. I knew those planes. I couldn't have done. It. You know, I'm in that kind of place, and so I'm I'm being led by the Holy Spirit through this, you know, explosion of truth. And it was was um, very difficult at the time. I there was a lot of programming in place too, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. Everybody, and you mentioned it, Generation um, Z and X and all these things. There is nobody more heavily programmed than those groups. Now, I don't mean to offend anybody, and I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. 
these two groups, when I grew up, we had three channels, black and white, and we hardly ever watched it. We were too busy outside playing. But these groups have been under the influence of technological mind control coming through their televisions and video games since they were old enough to hold one in their hands. Now, before you want to pick on me, I want to point you back to the beginning all of this. It was called the hypnobox. And they, it was called that because of the flicker rate. And, and believe me, the, the monsters in charge absolutely know how to manipulate those frequencies now <laughs> absolutely in an epic way. I mean, they are so far advanced, but they had a flicker rate back then, and they proved that the flicker rate in this little tiny box hypnotized people. Now, you kind of fast forward into, you know, the 40s. You know, they didn't really have TVs, but the 50s it was an explosion of this in the 60s. And the more the television became a um, all-seeing eye or an all-blaring all mouth in, in the um, living rooms of people, it was kind of concurrent with the amount of um, degradation, moral, moral decay that happened in this country. Uh, as a matter of fact, your earliest churches thought that movies were evil and, and people shouldn't go. Now, I don't know if I, if I but I, I see their point now more than ever before. So then Bill Clinton said, we all have to go digital. Why? Because before they had subliminal messages slipped underneath the audio, um, such as if it went off the air. And, and it, I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember this. When uh, the channel would go off the air, they would have um, the Star Spangled Banner or something, and then it would, you know, go to snow. Well, underneath the music, obey your government, pay your taxes. They had all these subliminal suggestions, which they also then brought into retail establishments under the Muzak tapes to buy, spend more time in their store, enjoy the experience, spend more money, uh, you know, this kind of thing. So, and, and they have plenty of data that says this kind of thing works. Now they do it with the digital thing like a boss <laughs> um, because what they're using now are light frequencies and they're connecting right into your biophotons and they're, they're connecting right into your portals, your eye sockets, and you're listening to all this music. And, you know, I'm the first one to say, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It, it's fun to watch a movie and it's fun to play a video game. But what I'm saying is we're looking at generations of children that were put in front of the electronic babysitter, and I was guilty as a mom. I mean, I had to work and do all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, these things program kids and the, the powers that be. I even call them the kings of the earth. Um, the principalities, the powers, the thrones, the dominions, they know this. They know this, and... Um, you know, there's been plenty of discussion on the channels over the years about the satanic programming that's within, you know, even Super Bowl commercials and stuff like that. And it's, and it's little by little they start wearing, you know, your, um, your principles down. You know, they've proven this again and again and again. You know, the kids go to rock concerts and they're, they're you know, blaspheming God and promoting Satan. The next thing you know, the kid goes goth. All his friends is goth. 
all her friends are gone. And the next thing you know are mosh pits and ecstasy and the whole thing, and then Satan's got them. So this is engineering human consciousness through mass media. And so, you know, that's what I'm saying. This is why these two generations are probably the most skeptical. And they're skeptical of things like UFOs and things like that because they've been exposed to it all their life, except they were exposed to it as fiction. <laughs> you know, this is something that just, you know, you watch Star Wars. And they, it's presented to you as science fiction. When in fact, I am convinced Lucas and Spielberg know a little bit more than they're letting on. And I think that they um, should go to the lake of fire right now for getting generations of people to believe that the cosmic, you know, is fiction. I, I, they, they've made a fortune. They've got a, they've got a huge amount of money and fame and, and, and what they've done is they've lied by telling the truth. And that's Satan's favorite trick. One of your best lies contains the most truth and Satan is the master of this. That's why deception is so powerful because there is truth in it. If there was zero truth in it at all, you wouldn't be taken in. And the same thing goes for a lot of your um, mythological movies. People are taken in by that because somewhere inside they know there's truth in that. So anyway, these generations um, are also the generations that I am seeing right now that are waking up. I mean, they are um, waking up in mass. And, you know, I get their emails. I'm, I'm absolutely blessed by some of the, the younger, because, um, you know, I'm old now. But, I'm, you know, the, 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 those generations, it just, they understand what they're looking at on, <laughs> you know, on the TV as what they're going to be teaching their kids in public school is absolutely disgusting, and they're fighting back against it. So. Anyway, so we're definitely in the days of Noah. I mean, we can we can be safe using those words because, you know, <laughs> people fight in the parking lots over prophecy. And so anyway, anyway, so I want to tell you my Revelation 12 story because it really could have killed me, and I'm serious about that. So I'm up there and I'm fighting up against all this stuff. I write about it on my blog all the time. I mean, I had UFOs, I had um, EVP, I had, you know, ectoplasm, I had all this stuff going on. Plus, I was ill. I was um, loaded with implants and nanotech. And I had um, a responsibility to take care of a profoundly disabled child. That is a huge thing when you're dealing with all that. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so... We're stuck in this extended stay. I didn't know if I would ever get out of there alive. And I'm, I'm, now I'm researching on the Internet, like a lot of us did in those days, what is happening here. And, you know, the more you research, the more you're, you research. And you kept going and going. And um, I'm, surely there's prophecies about all this stuff. Because I knew I was dealing with the last day's stuff. I knew I was. And um, 
I found a woman online who called herself the mother of the man-child. Now, coming out of mainstream church, I'm thinking it's some kind of last days anointing or something. I knew her in the last days. I didn't really know that she really believed she was this. But she helped me. This is what's really funny. She helped me get out of the extended stay. And I get moved in down there in Arkansas, and then I find out that she's a witch. And she's also severe SRA. She has parts that are incredibly um, well-versed in voodoo. She has other parts that are, you know, think that she's the mother of the man-child. And she has, now, I didn't know about any of this stuff back then. I, I didn't know that they really did this, but she, she was this. And I get down there, and, you know, I just thought she was a really kind lady <laughs> and that she had this strong last day's, anointing and because she kept saying if if we say the love of god is in us and we don't help others then the love of god is not in us you say stuff like that which really you know that sounded right to me well then i start digging into her blog her whole language changed when she would write and i thought that is that is really spooky and then she starts writing all this garbage about me, which made me sick to my stomach. I could feel the devil all over it. So I cut off the relationship completely, but I was so confused over this Revelation 12 thing. I could not. I, I, what is this about? Because it really didn't fit, you know, the gospel. It, I mean, it sounded like it was for the last days, but was it for the last days? What? There, I had so many questions about it. And, you know, I, I did a bunch of digging, and, and uh, I found something that came close, and I let it go. I realized that the lady um, had been uh, abused as a child, and um, she was dangerous to me and my daughter, very dangerous. And um, a lot of, I think, what I went through down there um, was connected through her because she was heavily connected into covens all over the world, including West Africa. She was a very powerful witch. So there's that. Anyway, so Johnny, you explaining Revelation 12 tonight was such a blessing to me because I remember, now this is going back to what, 2010. Lord Jesus, this is a mess in here. I can't understand it. What does this mean? And, you know, I finally got to a place where Okay, the mother was Israel, and or you know, but what you said tonight made so much more sense than that. So thank you, I appreciate that. And here, just recently, I had some of my prayer partners ask me for an explanation for that, and I will just point them to you because that that is a really excellent explanation. But anyway, so we're in the days of Noah, and um, we're dealing with all kinds of things that. Most of us have no compass for. We have no frame of reference. It's like me up there, you know, in in the Chicago area and then following me down to Arkansas. And even to this day, I still deal with some of this stuff. Um, and it's, it's because of my background. Let me just go through this again. My father was a... Um, a big shot in the secret space program. And uh, myself and my brother, the, the two oldest of us, 
out of six um, were heavily used in, in those projects. And um, he also rolled out quite a bit of other kind of technology on my family and particularly my mother. So um, that is why I have had the experiences that I've had. And even here on this this plane of the hologram, Johnny, I, I still go through, you know, a lot of this. So not like it was when I was under attack by the covens, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care who comes against you, whether it be machine, insect, gray alien, interdimensional, um, some kind of hologram weapon, any of that are all subject. AI demons, we're all surrounded by those. Bring, you know, stuff into the air, these bio computer, you know, they're constantly spraying us with this stuff. A signals technology is very much a part of that. So they call it the Internet of Everything. Well, that's, you know, people think, well, that's my washing machine. No, wireless technology goes way beyond your modem. Um, they were experimenting using frequencies back in the 70s with pathogens. And if we use this frequency with this pathogen, we can control it, we can grow it, we can kill it. And, and many other things that they, we can send them to our enemies. So they, they were doing that, and my father was part of that research as well. So, and so was I. They've been rolling out pathogens on me since I was a child. Anyway, Lord is faithful, very faithful to me. So um, the days of Noah and what was happening in those days, because clearly the Lord wants us to know. He came right out and said, but as the days of Noah were, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man be. Well, he goes on to talk about, you know, life goes on as usual, married, getting, you know, married and given in marriage. But just let's just look and see what was going on in the days of Noah. What provoked the flood? What was happening? Well, you know, we can piece together through some of the historical records and you know, we can piece together out of the Apocrypha. We, there's a lot of places you can pull the story together. Um, but it's right there in Genesis 3 and 15, continues into Genesis 6 and 4, and then culminates in, in Genesis 6 and 14 in the flood. That's, it's clear right there. You can get it right there if you're afraid of the other sources. It's right there. Um, so clearly there is a very strong prophetic argument that the days of Noah is exactly where we are in space and time. So you talk about the cosmics and the UFOs and all this stuff. Those cultures would have totally understood what that was. It is our culture that's been programmed to deny what our eyes see and deny what our heart tells us. And I am just as guilty as anybody else. I'm finally learning how not to do that. But we're really good at that when you know when i first started seeing these ufos come at me oh it's just this and it's just that some of that yeah is fear but but a lot of it is well no it's nobody's nobody's ever this doesn't exist this would certainly be on the news if it did you know so we have been programmed to, to deny what we see you know you talked about some of these these um various videos that they're putting i've been putting up pictures for 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 a decade now, I've been sending them out and putting them up, and most of the time, I'll get either dead silence or 
um, I'm not sure or, and I'm looking at him like, how do you, what do you mean you're not sure? I finally, I used to get upset about it because of my, my programming is, well, then you're crazy, which is just another way of discrediting the witness, which is a legal maneuver calling yourself crazy and you're denying what your eyes see and denying what your heart is telling you and that the hair is standing up on the back of your neck as being just a reaction to some, you know, funky thought or something you ate for supper, um, (laughs) which is exactly what we do. And therefore, when the real thing shows up, nobody's going to know what to do. You know, back even 100 years ago, our ancestors would have laughed at us. They knew this stuff existed. But, you know, educated people, if you can't discern it with your five senses, then it probably doesn't exist, and you're crazy if you think it does. Meanwhile, they're behind the scenes doing every wicked thing imaginable. They're, they're very well-versed in the worthless things of heaven and scared to death of the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. They don't want you to know that. So we live in the days of Noah, and what does this mean? That means that we find ourselves in a sea of wicked, manipulated, compromised, and threatened people and non-people. When we speak to our government thinking we have a voice, we do not. That constitution is, you know, to me right now should be wallpaper because that's about all it's good for because they've been shredded. You know, our children, they're going to school and being programmed in, into if you feel like you're a cat, you can be a cat. Let's not get into the more disgusting stuff. This is all signs of the wickedness of the, de- the Nephilim and, and their fallen angel fathers. And, Johnny, you made a very good point. You said holy watchers and fallen watchers. Well, that's exactly the ancients thought that way. Angels are angels. Classifications of angels are classifications of angels. They were created to be a certain way. They were created with certain capabilities. But right now, you have good and evil. Who are they serving? They're either holy and serving the most holy God, or they're fallen and they're serving Satan. Or the Satan. I mean, it's not his name. It's his title. So... Every time sin is the remains of the day, there are portals being opened up all over the place, portal access points, and these beings are coming in. They're, you know, technologically advanced, and um, a lot of them have human DNA. The greys do. So... The Bible called these locusts, and it says nothing's going to stop them. Now, I believe that there is a whole classification of beings. As a matter of fact, I know there are because I've had encounters with them that are insectoid aliens. I've had encounters with um, eight-foot-tall praying mantis, and they are highly intelligent and incredibly evil. They're, they're, They're nasty. Now, in the Bible, God takes credit for those, which is very interesting. And Joel 2, it's called the Army of Locusts. And blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. We sang that in church since I was a little kid. 
Those that let all who live in the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. It's close at hand. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, like dawn spreading across the mountains. Large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times. So this is worse. And nor ever will be in ages to come. So that means that they're done. Before them, fire devours. Behind them, flame blazes. Before them, the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind them, a desert waste, and nothing escapes them. They have the appearance of horses, and they gallop along like a cavalry. With noise like that of chariots, they leap over the mountaintops. Like a crackling fire, consuming stubble. Like a mighty army drawn up for battle. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. They march in line, not swerving from their course. They do not jostle each other. Each marches straight ahead. They plunge through defenses without breaking ranks. They rush upon the city. They run along the wall. They climb into the houses like thieves. They enter through the windows. Before them, the earth shakes, the heavens tremble, and the sun and the moon are darkened. The stars no longer shine. That is how many of them there are. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number. And mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. And who can endure it? Now, you know, one of the things that you know I've had to encounter in the secret space program is human beings rubbing, um, you know, shoulders working alongside of the fallen ones. They have nothing on the Lord. So um, we have been given authority over the fallen, and so have they. They're not going to hurt you. You have the seal of God on your head. But they are going to go after the fallen. And the Lord has given me visions of what this looks like. I've also been underneath New York City. And I have, I think, seen some of this. Although I thought it might have belonged to the enemy. As I read this earlier today, it gave me a lot to think about. So there are signs of this going on even now. Everything has been mutated. Everything. You see, the Lord's going to have to come in and burn it all up because it is such a mess. Um, The insects have been mutated. And they do, because they're small, they can get into everything. You don't even know they're there. Um, It was really nice having kitties, though, because the kitties would find them. Also, I I believe the angels would, would kill them because I would find them, and they'd always be dead. They'd always be completely dead, but they would be intact so I could photograph them. And I'm like, why are these things dead? I didn't kill them. Anyway, so I think the angels did that for me. But everything in the world right now is being mutated which, again, is another sign of the days of Noah that we're in. Um, Everything has been tinked with. Um, (laughs) We have, instead of clouds, we have chemtrails. Instead of stars, we have drone satellites and UFOs. (laughs) Instead of um, senators, we have, I don't know what they are. I do know that they are completely perverted, entirely corrupt, and as somebody that's been used 
as a monarch, most of them are deadly, and they will kill at for for any reason whatsoever. One little order handed down. Yeah, they're right. They're all about that. So um, they're completely corrupt and totally controlled, um, which is um, which is frightening. What are they controlled by? Well, they're controlled by the kings of the earth. And who are the kings of the earth? Okay, I'm not going to do this like it's a prophetic thing here. I'm just giving them a label. These are the ones that say, I don't care who makes the laws. If I hold the gold, I rule. So if you want to find out who this is, you have to look and see who some of your richest people on the planet are. Queen Elizabeth, King uh, King Charles, definitely rulers there. Or the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the uh, you know the, the Morgan. Uh, you know, they, there's there is quite a few of them. You know, some would argue it's the bloodlines. Um, there's more bloodlines than those 13 of them. There's quite a few hidden ones, and those are the ones you really should be afraid of because they're spooky, spooky, dangerous. Um, the skies aren't normal anymore. If you look up and you just take a good look, all you got to do is look. And there's all kinds of stuff going on up there. So you begin to justify it. Oh, that's one of those planes that fly really, really high and don't make any sound. Oh, that's just that big thread of light that I haven't seen it before, but isn't that cool looking? You're wondering, why are they here? Besides the fact that, you know, what time it is on the Lord's, you know, what day it is on the Lord's calendar, what timeline we're in on the Lord's path. And all the timelines are converging into one, which is his. To ask yourself, um, Cotton, that's silly. Hmm. It'll come back. So Noah was building this ark. And this is what really got to me. So here he is out there. He built that ark. I I looked around to see how long that was. And it's kind of commonly held that it's about 70 years, which makes sense. Some say 75, some say, but they say it's in between 50 and 75 years. The entire time he's out there building this ginormous structure out of, what the Bible calls gopher wood, which is basically a mysterious wood, which they've come to conclude that it's probably cypress because that's the most abundant indigenous and lightweight um, wood there um, in in the Middle East. So, um, so he's out there for 75 years preparing for this. You know, some of us are complaining that we've been, you know, looking for 10 years. So I thought about that. So he's out there hammering away, and he's on a schedule, and he knows he is, and it's just him and his family because everybody else was making fun of him. And that also 
gave me something to think about. How many of us have friends and family that are so manipulated by the media and so programmed that we who are trying to tell them the truth have become the outcast? How many of these family members have broke our heart for what they politically believe? They are so rabid over it. You can't, don't even talk to them about it because it's ridiculous. But it's more than that. You want to be able to have your opinion and have, you know, an, you know a well-supported, you know, opinion. And you want to hear theirs, but they're too busy calling you every name in the book and throwing you off out of the party. <laughs> so... And then on top of it, some of these are even ignoring the people who are dropping dead in front of them or the injuries they or others have sustained from taking this experimental drug. And they refuse to listen to us when we try to say, hey, slow down. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, why don't you go find out what's in it? No, no, no. Well, I have to do this because I have to do my part. Wait a minute. So if everybody around you is vaccinated, how are you going to – and that vaccine is effective, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how logical you are. No one's going to mess them up with the facts. They are committed to their programming. Now, how do you deal with people like this? I don't know. I mean, one of the things I I do believe is that the programming can be broken. And I have been successful at praying some of it off of um, some friends and family members that I didn't think I was going to be able to do that. And I'm seeing it now, and it's really a joy to watch. So like Johnny said earlier, yes, you pray for their for their souls and ask the Lord to show them the truth because they're not going to listen to you. For for whatever reason, you know, and, I, and I've told you what I believe a lot of the mass mind control is coming off of the televisions and video games and, yes, off the computer screens, too, and phones and everything they got now. Um, Cell phone towers um, I've heard described as weapons. I think that's a pretty good description. Um, So, you know, you're trying to tell, tell these people you love don't do this, that you're signing your own death warrant, and they go do it anyway, and they get sick from it. And then you can't even help them because they don't want to see you because, you know, they're afraid you're going to say, I told you so. So in the days prior to um, Noah getting his ship built, I am sure the next layer of stuff that he had to contend with were the Nephilim. Now, I'm pretty sure they didn't come too close to him. He's a pretty special guy, but still he had to contend with them. And I have no problem seeing sabotage either. And regardless of what the movies tried to say that we worked with, that Noah worked with, no, no, he didn't. So one of the things that I wanted to say to you tonight, thing that I saw, the connection that I saw that was so beautiful was found in um, 1 Peter, where it says, having been made alive, and this was Jesus we're talking about, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, 
why the ark was being built. So God was waiting, was waiting. No, I know it was working. I think we got a little bit of the opposite. We're waiting and he's working. Um, in it, only a few people, eight and all, were saved through water. And this water now symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clean conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is God's right hand, with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. This is really interesting to me because it connected the days of Noah to the cross. And I think I found something physical that does that. You see, that ark was most likely made out of cypress, and so was the cross. Where What was the cross made out of? And it said maybe pine, cedar, but most likely cypress because it's a very strong, strong wood. Now, I don't have anything definitive research on that, but it sure was a good connection to see that the continuity of God and the gospel all the way from the beginning to the end. And it was that ark that saved the promise. And the promise is now saving us. You see, the promise hadn't come yet. The promise was made in Genesis 3 and 15. And it almost didn't happen. But it did happen. Because eight people were saved. And because that promise was saved on the ark... And then went to the cross. We're saved too. We talk a lot about, you know, getting on the bus and the barley harvest and all of that. And the only reason we can do that is because that promise was good at the beginning and it's still good today. And, um, so I am just so thankful for the blood of Jesus. And I am thankful for you, Johnny. And I am thank you for that revelation, the woman in Revelation 12. And um, I think that's about all I have to say tonight. And so thank you, Johnny, for having me on. Well, praise God. There's nothing wrong with that. Praise Jesus. Um, no, that's great. Um, uh, you know, um, I, I, um, um, I, I'm kind of blown away by some of the things that you said, but then I always am, and I think it's really awesome. I'm not talking about the earthly things. I was talking about, you know, the Seekers Base program and some of that stuff is really, you know, it's pretty amazing. But anyway, th- thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I, you know, I, what can I say except I. I have the most empathy for you because of the, you know, your life dynamics are so hard and um, you don't get a break. They you know are. what I mean? You don't get a break. They I are. Catch one They're though. very hard. I know. They are. And that's why I'm tired tonight. It's just been a very, very long haul for the last couple of weeks. And uh, it doesn't oh, look man. like it's letting up any time soon. <laughs> 
I know. Uh, you're preaching. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah. No, the only um, I just you know, like I was trying to explain in the beginning of the program, I just got beat up so bad in the last couple of weeks. Well, actually, it's been going on for a while, but it kind of came to a a head, a culmination, a pinnacle, whatever you want to call it, a point. But it the the hurricane, and then like I mentioned on the program. For the first time, in like twenty years, I I just got sick in the middle of the night, and I and um, you know, I I think I really think this the the getting sick in the middle of the night was a um, a physiological stress trigger, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I just yes. let so much. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you can it can kill you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that stress is the number one cause of death, really, in the world. Because it, it, they'll say things like, oh, no, it's cancer, or oh, no, it's heart disease, or oh, no, it's this, or oh, no, it's that. But the problem is you even talk to a smoker. What are they going to tell you? Because they're stressed out. You know, so really, at the end of the day, stress is like, you know, the the king of all things evil to us and and you know for me it was like i'm sure it won't last very long i'm sure you know something will happen now you know if i had it my way my plane on the way to phoenix would go crashing into the you know gulf of mexico or something <laughs> you know but you know I, you know i got to consider the Salvation of the possible salvation of some of the other people on the plane, I suppose. But anyway, and and you know you get in a lot of trouble when you try to parachute out of planes anymore. You know they 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 get all kind of bent out of shape these days. You can you can give them all they kinds of excuses. Like they, they don't, don't like hear it. it when you stow away. Yeah, and you have to do that, and then they yeah, got they get really mad when you, Yeah, when you're jiggling the door. <laughs> You know, handle. You could. You wouldn't believe this stuff comes out of their mouth. You know. But anyway. You know, I got a nephew that jumps out of planes on purpose. Oh, <laughs> very mom. nice. My sister. Well, he's a like. What do you call that? Airborne guy. So, well, what is? Yeah, I actually oh, got nice. him a T-shirt. I jump out of planes on purpose. You know. <laughs> I perfectly yeah, I jump out of perfectly good planes on purpose. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. Yeah. I still have to wear my donkey pox shirt. I just haven't had the courage. Uh I got I got one of those donkey pox it's it says it's not monkey pox, it's donkey pox. And it puts donkey a big pox? picture of the uh Donkey pox, yeah. And it's really good quality. I want to wear it, but I'm afraid somebody's going to, you know, kick my butt up and down Main Street. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I don't know. Those people that I was talking about, the the really, really heavily programmed ones, you know, and what's funny is they call themselves (laughs) woke. They call themselves woke. I'm like, no. No, no. I've never I was seen watching, anybody more strongly programmed. <laughs> so. I was watching a TV show, you know, just to kick back or get a little, little bit of a distraction, and I was, and and it was the uh, the plot was great. It had four seasons, and uh, there were, there was no cussing, there was nothing. It was, and I was like, going, this is cool, man. This is nice. I, I, you know, I can kick back, and it was interesting, and and it had me enthralled until. The scene came up, and two guys 
got together, and I was like, God dang oh, it! I no! Can't, I, I, can't make it to the, I can't make it to the end of the second episode before it's completely ruined. Oh. The only thing that's left is Heartland, man. Heartland is it. It's like the only clean thing left. <laughs> it's like that. They, they're on like their 16th season, you know, because they got nothing else to do up in Alberta, Canada. So they just keep on filming. I no, <laughs> they're going to have a lot less here in the next couple of months. They get snowed I in know. pretty good, huh? Well, see, that's fascinating, too, because um, they've been um, so the woman that plays Amy in Heartland, um, uh, I I decided I I was curious because I had watched so many seasons of it. And it was it was it was, you know, it, 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 you know, it's almost like watching the Brady Bunch. You know what I'm saying? After a while, it's kind of like, wow, you know, I wonder if uh, Greg really is, you know, and, you know, and you start looking into him. And well, anyway, I found (laughs) out. I found out. I was doing a little research on it. I found out that the woman who plays Amy, um, her name is actually Amber something Fleming or something like that. I don't know what it is, Amber something. But anyway, she she um, she said she was making a comment on her on her website, and she was like, Alberta, Canada has not had a normal snowfall in several years. Oh, and that's I was crazy. like, well, well, not to me, Planet X, man. Everything's dorked up. That's right. I know. The everything's all messed it. up right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, everything's all dorked up. That's why we have apocalyptic canes. <laughs> you know? It's like, I just want to, I, sometimes I feel like I have an obligation to, like, write her a letter, or, you know, to her website and say, Yo, wake up. The reason why you don't have snow for the last four years is because mm-hmm. of Planet X. <laughs> you know? But anyway, I know that'll be a waste of time. Anyway. That's just how bored I get sometimes. <laughs> you know, you can only read the Bible for so long until you're like, uh, I need just something else to do. I've been reading this now for hours. What can I think of? Go out and clean up sticks <laughs> in my backyard. Nah, no, no, I'm not going to clean up sticks in my backyard. No, no, I'll save that for Mike. I, I want, I want to do a good godly thing. I'll give Mike the, uh, the fifty bucks and let him clean up his digs. <laughs> like, oh, oh wow. All right, Johnny. All right. Okay, so... Well, thank you, Elena, for joining us tonight. I know what it's like to be absolutely beyond humanly exhausted, where words I'm cannot right describe there right it. Right now. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I was there two days ago. I, two days ago, because of the stress and the exhaustion from the hurricane in my job, I yes. think, I don't remember looking at the clock, but I think it was around 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was full-blown sick. I mean, you know, the kind of sick that little kids that get, you know. I started morning. That's what I started oh, this morning. We, we've had... Um, well, where I live, when this kind of way, there's flooding. You don't get around, but you have to. So, oh. so yeah. Anyway, it gets it gets interesting. No, it it that, comes at that, you from um, a, I wouldn't even leave the house. I praised God so much. I gave my testimony about the hurricane, and it, it's just one miracle after another. One in particular that's pretty big, a pretty big miracle, and then a whole, like, I don't know, like, bullet point list of miracles. It's probably about eight eight miracles long. But, yeah, God just, 
It was a miracle. I, 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 but the problem – see, here's the thing. Miracles are always really powerful because hindsight is twenty twenty, And then you can look back, you know, but at the yes. time you're going – like yes. right now, no, no, uh-huh. not good. You won't – yeah, you're not going to see the miracles until, right. you know, you throw it's up like, like for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's almost like the situation has you um, numb. You're not really – you yeah. can't really wrap your head around it till later. I get right. that. Right. Right. No, my job is so – my job has gone so far south that um, it's, it's a miracle that I got it. Um, I praise God that I do. But I'm also, I, you know, it. I think you will relate to this, and 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 then I'll say goodnight because we're down to the last five minutes, anyways. But, you know, what happened to me? And I'm not saying it's going to last. Maybe it'll. Maybe I'll come back from Phoenix, and I'll just be like throwing glasses at the wall and screaming, you know, fudge, fudge, fudge it, Dagnabbit, you know. But um, right now I'm just so worn out, and I just. Don't you know? It's like, hey man, if I get fired tomorrow, I don't care. Fire me. Yeah. Go ahead, do it. You know, I, I'm just over it, and I think it's a that's a happy mm-hmm. place to be. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I would like yes. that people would no, pray that's a good for place. me. I would like to, right. Yeah, because if if I'm in an emergency mode, see that's a problem. People don't understand. People understand miracles of God, and people understand answers to prayer, right? But. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Blog Talk Radio isn't, you know, it co- that costs money. The websites cost money. The email marketing stuff is exceedingly right. expensive. The equipment is I unbelievably know. expensive. And and all that, and, you know, I had to replace almost everything because of the lightning strike. I so know I'm down did. five grand on just that. Aww. You know, so it's, and, and that's okay. That's all right. It's all right. God's got this. God has got yep. this. And you know he what? I'm tired of worrying about it. It's his problem. My job that's is to pray. Exactly it's his job to make up the decision. That's where... a good place right. to be. That's right. right. That's right. Amen. That's right. But, you know, and the sheer physicality of doing oh, thing, thing, no thing, thing, thing. Yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> Do you think this is true? I just got a headline from the Washington Examiner. I cannot believe this is true. Headline, Washington Examiner, Alex Jones decided to boycott the trial and flees on a private jet as lawyer seeks to dismiss the case. <laughs> like, first, off, first, first off, Alex Jones does not have a private jet, and if he did have a private jet, it's because somebody else bought it, bought him a trip on the private jet. I mean, come on. Oh, this is just insane. It's now anymore. Uh, what fiction is the news? That's fiction. <laughs> now, well, it's the Washington Examiner. Are you kidding me? And that's <laughs> I don't think there are more reptilians <laughs> in one place on Earth than in that building. Oh, <sighs> I don't know. Anyway. The, the, the Post or the Times, I don't know which one. Washington Slime, that one's pretty bad, too. All righty. Wow. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's the world is crazy, and I'm over it. <laughs> I am. I think you are too. Anyway, God bless you for. for God and, bless you, and, Johnny. Yeah. Thank you. All right, all right and thank day. you all for joining us tonight. 
Um, tonight is God Wednesday, October fifth. Against a reminder, uh, everyone, that we will not. We will do a best of show next Wednesday. I will be in Phoenix against all. Every fiber in my body, every one of the quadrillion cells in my body does not want to go to Phoenix. But anyway, uh, that's where I'll be. Okay, so we'll hopefully we'll try to do a best of show if I can. Um, we'll see, wait and see how it goes, and I'll see you at the Friday night prayer vigil, 7 p.m. Lord willing, God bless you all, and may you not get hit by an apocalyptic cane. Apocalyptic cane, none of that. <laughs> Not a not a category five thousand apocalyptic cane like the one that went right by us. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us. God bless you, Elena. And happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. That's my chipmunks. That's my chipmunks invitation. Happy birthday to you. All right. God bless you all. Thank you for coming and we'll see you. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. We're getting closer. The Russians are mounting. There's 300,000 of them. And, they've, and they're, they're, this is a big deal. Okay. So get, get ready, everybody. And we're, we're right there. We're in Revelation chapter 6. Okay. Get excited. Get right. Be holy with the help of God because that's the only way you'll be holy. In Jesus' name. I pray for all of you. Amen. Thank you, Alina, for joining us. God bless you. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners that the mercy of grace, redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise His holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you. I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.